Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, friends. I'm Mackenzie. Welcome back to Practically Joyful Mom. How are you today? Um, How are you really? How's your heart? How are you feeling? I'm just glad we get to spend this time together to just kind of dig into some ideas that I've been having lately, some experiences I've had with my kids that have just kind of been making me think about about things and stuff. Um, We'll dive into it in just a minute. But first, before we get into it, I just want to do our verse of the episode. So today's verse is, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. In Psalm 91.2, and that just is the verse that I've been working on memorizing this week, but it also... Once I sat down and kind of wrote out my ideas for this episode, I feel like it really fits in with what we're about to talk about. So I'll kind of maybe reference back to that verse at some point in the episode. So what I want to talk about today is this idea of the power of sympathy. So sympathy is feeling what someone else feels, understanding what they feel. That's not a technical definition. I probably should have looked up a more technical sounding one. That's how I think of it in my head. That's my my uh, approximate definition. But I think we all kind of have some understanding of what sympathy is. It's when someone says, oh man, I'm sorry that happened to you. Like, I'm on your team. I'm on your side. I'm with you in this. Maybe I've never felt exactly how you feel, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm here next to you. I'm feeling with you together what you're feeling. And so... I think as parents, it can just be so easy, even if we know that it's important for our kids, it can just be so easy to get in grumpy parent mode. Um, For me lately, this has looked like a lot of, well, that's why we don't, you know, that's that's why I tell you not to do that because you might get hurt. That's why I tell you not to do that because it's not safe or whatever. It's very easy for me to kind of jump straight into, I told you so parenting. But I had this experience with one of my sons who shall remain nameless uh, the other day. Maybe this was about a week ago. So I was in the kitchen washing dishes and I heard a thump from his bedroom. And my children really like to just like jump up and bounce and they kind of slam into the floor and, and it's loud. So I just thought, oh, they're just, you know, jumping, bouncing. It's loud sometimes. 
But then I called him and said, hey, can you come here for a minute? And he said, oh, I'm kind of hurt right now. And so I went in to talk to him and he was like crying just a little bit, just kind of tearing up. And I resisted the strong urge to let that grumpy what's wrong tone creep into my voice. And I, in that very moment, said, God, please help me be gentle. Please help me be kind. And so I gently, my best gentle voice, asked him, oh, what happened, buddy? And when he told me, he said he had been jumping on the bed, which they're not allowed to do, jumping on the bed, and he tried to land on his knees, like jumped on the bed, and then tried to land on his knees on the floor. Now, the kid's bed is like a short box springs and a short mattress, and it's on the floor. So it's not like he was jumping from way high up, but far enough that jumping off and trying to land on your knees is probably not the best idea. So he tried to jump off and land on his knees, and I really wanted to say, that's why we don't jump on the bed. That's why we've told you a thousand times not to do it. Instead, I, through God's power in me, was able to say, buddy, I'm so sorry you got hurt. I looked him in the eyes. I said, can you show me where it's hurting? He had like some rug burn on his knees. We put a bandaid on that. Um, he had, it was hurting on the back part of it. So I kind of checked it all over. I was gentle. I was kind. Again, this was after a quick prayer. This was not just me because I'm so gentle and kind naturally. Um, checked him over, reiterated again, but I'm so sorry that you got hurt. I'm really sorry. That does look owie. I'm sorry that you're hurt. And he just kind of like dissolved into sobs, just harder crying. He laid down on his bed. So I just snuggled up next to him and held him for a while. And then there was this magical moment. He said to me, completely unbidden, he said, mommy, I'm really sorry I made that choice. And it was like, you know, the clouds part and you hear angels singing. It was just this, this magical moment. Um, and the crazy thing, I feel like looking back on that little interaction we had, is that no amount of me lecturing or I told you sewing or why did you do that even though we told you not to? And this is why. No amount of that would have gotten to such genuine remorse on his part for that unwise choice. I, I really don't think because I have tried it. Um, I have tried it many times. And so when he said that, instead of me saying, yeah, that was a bad choice. What were you thinking, kid? I bit my tongue and I said, thank you for apologizing and didn't say anything else. All the other things that all the other I told you so is that I might have wanted to say. And then he said this to me. He said, you know, with stuff like this, there's usually a bad thing and a good thing, mommy. And I think the bad thing was that I got hurt. But the good thing is that now I learned my lesson. Again, if I had said, well, I hope you've learned your lesson, wouldn't have happened. But because I just came to him and I sat with him he was suffering the natural consequences of his poor choice, of his unwise choice. And I came and I was just a soft place to land, a sympathetic ear, someone who said, I'm sorry that you're in pain. 
and I didn't lecture and I didn't do all the things I wanted to do and say all the things I wanted to say, God could work in his heart um, to get him to this point of, oh man, I, I do regret I made that choice. I am sorry. And I think I've learned something from this. Um, I don't say any of this to just toot my own horn or say that I'm so good. It's actually really to show how good God is because I feel like the last few weeks I've really just been in a lecturing mode in a, what were you thinking? Why'd you do that? I told you that was going to happen. That's why we don't jump on the bed sort of thing. Feeling like I'm just constantly criticizing them or correcting them about something and that's just not how I want our relationship to be, but I just felt like I couldn't get out of that pattern. I don't know if you ever feel like you get stuck in patterns like this in, in relationships or with yourself where you just keep doing and saying the same things, even if you know it's not helpful or loving or kind. And so I could see this pattern, but I just felt stuck. So I started like in my prayer time, just making that one of the things I prayed for every day was, God, please just help me grow in gentleness of heart towards my children and to speak more kindly to them. Please help me to be more loving, more patient. You know, it wasn't just one specific rote phrase, but just whatever I was feeling like, please help me be more gentle with them. Please help me be more kind to them, to love them like you do. And I'm not done praying this. <laughs> I think this just needs to go like on my permanent prayer list. I'm going to keep praying for this, but this was just such a powerful picture for me of that was not my natural inclination in that moment, but God met me there and said, okay, I'm going to give you the ability to bite your tongue, to speak gently, to be kind, to be gentle. And the fruit of that was so much different, so much better for our relationship, for my son's learning actually, than me just saying, I told you so. A bunch of times. So I've heard this phrase before of the idea, it was in some book somewhere and I don't remember where so I can't credit the author, but this idea of don't try to be your husband's Holy Spirit. I think we as women often will try to, I think guilt trip is the word that gets, the phrase that gets thrown around. Oh well, yeah, and if you hadn't done that then such and such wouldn't have happened or maybe we phrase it what we think is more vaguely or who knows but I think it's so tempting with with our husbands to do this to try to to work on their hearts to get them to to see where they might need to change and and that's usually not going to be helpful that's usually not going to be a good strategy but praying about it and saying God if something needs addressed in his heart I pray that you would do that with him that you would work in his heart and if it doesn't then work in my heart to just make me leave it alone, you know, work in my heart to show me, hey, this is, this is who he is, how he is, it's not wrong, and you just need to let it go, so I'm touching on all sorts of different topics here, but I think this can apply to our kids too, yes, they need us to give instruction, yes, they may need us to sometimes help them understand why something was not kind or loving or what have you, we can still do that gently, but I also think there are a lot of times where they know that what they've done is wrong. They know that. But when we sit there telling them, oh, it's wrong, how could you have done that? Then they just 
are angry at us about the lecture. They're angry at us about all the things that we're saying. And then there's not room and space in their heart for the Holy Spirit to be working because we are trying to do the job of the Holy Spirit, which is not, not our job. We cannot do that. So that's my story of that I wanted to share with you all of kind of that event. And I think there's a few, a few themes I want to pull out of it kind of practical shifts, perspective shifts, all sorts of things out of it. The first one is just that that power of sympathy of when our kids are hurt, even if they got hurt doing something you've told them not to do like literally a thousand times. Show them sympathy, show them kindness, show them gentleness, let God work in their heart. That power of kindness that leads us to repentance. I don't remember the reference on that verse, but it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. So when we are kind and gentle with our children, when we show them sympathy, they are more likely to come to us in those times when they're hurt because they feel like we're a safe place. And this is where I'm kind of referencing back to that verse that I shared at the beginning. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. I trust him because he is my place of safety, because he's my safe place where when I am hurt, when I've done something wrong and I know that I did something wrong, I can run to God and he's not going to say to me, well, why did you do that? Didn't I tell you not to do that? He's going to say, I love you. I'm sorry you're hurting right now. Let me help you, you know, dust off your knees. We'll put a bandaid on it. Help you make a plan to move forward and to move in a different direction. So that's kind of the first point to bring out of this. Our kids need our sympathy, not our lectures most of the time. And it was just so powerful to me to see how there was way more heart change for my son when I bit my tongue and just gave him sympathy instead of any sort of, well, see, that's why you don't do it. So I think that's kind of the first thing I wanted to pull out of this. And then the second was related, and I touched on it, but this idea of letting the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit in their hearts, that we can be a safe place for them to land and ask God to work in their hearts where needed. Ask him, like, hey, give me guidance here, please. Should I? lovingly, kindly, gently bring up an issue to them or should I leave this to you? And the lovingly, kindly, gently is a whole lot different than me saying, well, why'd you jump off the bed? Didn't I tell you you were going to hurt yourself? Um, but to maybe come to them and say, buddy, I'm seeing this as an issue. It's a pattern. Can we talk about it? Let me help you come up with a plan because I'm on your team. I'm on your side. I love you. I want good things for you. I don't want you to get hurt doing this thing that that you keep doing that we've talked about. Um, okay, so those were the first two points. And then this third one was uh, going back to where I was talking about. I've, I've been in a, a critical heart mood towards them. And I've been in I told you so mode a lot. And it's so easy to get stuck in these kinds of modes. Or maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> maybe it's not easy for you. Maybe you have no problems with this. If so, please email me and let's uh, set up a phone call so you can tell me how, how that works for you. Um, hopefully it does. Hopefully that's that just is how your life works. But anyway, it's easy for me 
to get stuck in these modes of feeling critical, complaining, um, just kind of nitpicking the things that my kids do. And whether it's with your kids, your husband, friends, yourself, whoever, I just kind of wanted to come back to this idea of how powerful it is to pray for heart change because honestly, I knew that the way I was talking to them had not been good for weeks and I knew I was doing a lot of being grumpy and angry and critical and I tried to change it I just said okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna do better I'm gonna try harder I did some practical things some taking care of myself some stress relief and those things were really good not saying we shouldn't do those things we should go out for a walk go out with a friend do the things you need to do to take care of yourself but at the same time, I think there's this important other aspect. I think there's this element of praying about it, saying, God, my heart is not right here. I need you to change it. Can you please help me to be more gentle? Please help my heart to be more patient. Please help me to be more kind and loving. Please help my heart to be soft towards them. And I think that's not only for us. If you're seeing in your child, friend, your spouse, whoever it is, this same kind of a, a hard-hearted attitude, I think praying for them as well is a huge thing that we can do. So whoever it is, whether it's you or someone else, when you're noticing this like hard heart sort of thing, to pray about it. Um, again, I don't remember the reference. I didn't look up all my references before I started today, but there's an Old Testament passage verse that I love that talks about God taking out our heart of stone and giving us a heart of flesh. So taking out this hard-hearted, just critical, negative nature and giving us a, a kind, a loving, a gentle heart. And we can try a lot on our own and it, it's not going to be the same as asking him to do this in us because it was not me being sympathetic and kind, really. I mean, it was me saying, okay, God, please help me here. I need your power. I need your love through me because my inclination is to pull out all the I told you so's that I've got stuck in my brain, in my heart. And he helped me to not do that and the results of that were just so powerful and so wonderful to see so those are my pieces of challenge and encouragement for you this week i hope that you are having a good week i hope that you are able to take this and apply it to your life whether it's praying for heart change in yourself or someone else close to you whether it's showing sympathy to your kids instead of I told you sewing, or if it's just being quiet and biting your tongue and letting the Holy Spirit work in their heart instead of you trying to do the Holy Spirit's work, which doesn't usually work out very well. So thank you for joining me today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, would you just share it with someone? You can text it, you can share it on social media, you can send it however you want to, you can 
write a letter and put it in snail mail, you should check out this podcast. Um, I'm sure no one's going to do that one. I was just trying to think of all the communication methods, all the ways there are out there to share things. But that just helps the podcast reach more moms to be encouraged and inspired by these messages. Thank you so much for being here, friends. Talk to you next time.